If you've ever wondered who's the face behind Serene 18 and all the other sports activities that come to our area, listen in and find out. Welcome to the Columbia County Chambers podcast, ROI, or Range of Influence, presented by Premier Networks. My name is Russell Hodney, President and CEO of the Columbia County Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Reagan Williams, past chair of the Columbia County Chambers Board of Directors and Senior Vice President of Maybaum Real Estate. We brought in Shelley Blackburn of the Columbia County's Convention and Visitors Bureau today to talk about some really great things happening in our community, like Serene 18, the collegiate soccer tournaments, uh, the new uh, short-term rental tax, and so many other things that are impacting us here in our community. Yeah, a lot of detailed information, and I, and I think uh, it'll be valuable uh, for you all as listeners, but uh, also uh, what they've got going and what they're doing here for Columbia County is, is having a huge impact and, and will for the foreseeable future. So we'll jump right into our conversation with Shelley Blackburn right after this message from our presenting sponsor, Premier Networks. Premier Networks is the premier information technology and cybersecurity firm in the CSRA. You have enough to worry about for your business. Leave it to the Augusta IT guys to ensure your IT is done right. No ironclad contracts, no fine print, just fast, reliable technology from an experienced customer-centric team, locally owned. Call for a free cyber assessment because in 2021, IT has to be right. Premier Networks, the official IT partner of the Augusta Green Jackets. Hey everyone, uh, we are here with Shelly Blackburn. She's the Executive Director of the Columbia County Convention and Visitors Bureau. And uh, we're here to talk about all things, whether it be travel, tourism, uh, but even just some of the things that uh, behind the scenes that people may not necessarily know about Columbia County and, and tourism and, and attracting people. So Shelly, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's go ahead and start off uh, you know, it's been a rough year. We know uh, COVID uh, put the damper on a lot of people's travel plans. How are things going now that things are open back up? Things are going really well. We've been really fortunate here in Columbia County that we um, haven't seen nearly the impact that many of our counterparts have around the nation and around the state. So we um, were very fortunate that around June of last year, so a full year, we started to see things pick back up for our community. Um, and while things were not at the level they were prior to COVID, we've certainly um, weathered the storm much better than we originally anticipated. Yeah. We weathered that storm pretty well. I mean, I think a lot of folks in our community uh, see that, understand that. From your perspective in the kind of hospitality and tourism industry, why do you think we weathered the storm better than most? Yeah, well, what we've seen a trend in travel is that um, more rural areas or, you know, not tier one cities have really um, rebounded a lot quicker. And I think that's because of the type of traveler that we see here in Columbia County. Um, it's not necessarily a corporate meeting. Uh, we do have those, but that's not our main visitor. And so we've been uh, really fortunate that we our traffic has been sustained through Amazon. We've had a lot of contractors in town that work did not slow up, even though um, COVID halted a lot of things. Construction was still taking place. We still had a lot of um, 
road construction folks in town, as well as the Department of Defense. They did halt travel for a little while, but um, we've still had people coming in town to service the uh, projects going on at Fort Gordon as well. So I think that's really what's kept us, um, kept, kept our head above water throughout all of these difficult times. Well, and you, you talk about, you know, all of these, you know, contract, uh, you know, construction companies and different things like that. But you guys actively work to bring people into the, the community. Um, so we actually will promote Columbia County and anything within it to every type of sector. So that includes sports, that includes meeting planners, um, family reunions, you name it. So anyone that's looking to host um, an event or a meeting in Columbia County, we are out there um, promoting this community to, to try to attract that type of business. So it's like when you go on an airplane, right? You look through the magazine, it's like, you know, come visit Nashville. That's kind of what you're, you guys are doing across the region, at least, and maybe the country is, is promoting Columbia County, why people should come here. That's pretty cool. Tell, tell us about some of those kinds of ways in which you promote the, the county outside of kind of the area that we're in. Absolutely. So one of the biggest initiatives that our organization launched um, was the Serene 18 Paddle Trail. And so that's a combination of um, trails that take place on Clarks Hill Lake, the Savannah River, and the Augusta Canal. So it's four trails. We have amazing paddle partners in our community that were already providing great services at each of those locations and it happened to be at county parks as well. So uh, we pulled all those folks together. This was prior to COVID um, and we convinced them to allow us to brand it as one trail. Um, and so out of that was born the Serene 18. The 18 is a nod to the 18 square miles of water that we have here in Columbia County. And serene, obviously, because we have really tranquil, beautiful waterways. And so that's really been a huge hook for us. Um, and so we've been promoting that um, nationally. We've received national and regional recognition for our efforts through Serene 18. And it's brought in a tremendous amount of people to the community. Um, I think it's because it's great marketing. It's great branding. Um, but at the same time, I think COVID really played a great role in that because people were wanting to get outdoors. They could stay six feet apart if they were kayaking or canoeing. Um, and so it was really just a perfect storm when we did launch the Serene 18 last year. But that's been our, our main focus over the last year has been on outdoor activity and recreation. So the Serene 18 has got national recognition. So people all over the country are looking at Columbia County as a place to come. And it's interesting because, um, you know, we, we know it's here, but so many people don't, uh, you know, go into their own backyard and explore things like this. Um, so, you know, having something that people from, you know, other states are coming to, uh, to, to see Serene 18 and to be a part of that and everything else that we have to offer is, is pretty fantastic. And, I mean, you guys are doing a great job pulling them in. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been really interesting. We've had really people from all over the United States coming into the visitor center to claim their free t-shirt when they finish it. Um, but we also have a lot of locals that come in that say, hey, I had no idea this was here, especially Stallings Island. That seems to be the biggest hit. Um, there are donkeys and goats on the island, so people will go out and um, pull up to it and feed the donkeys. And so it's just really been, it's a unique experience. I mean, where else can you do that? And can you kayak on three different bodies of water within just a few short miles of one another? So it's definitely put the spotlight on Columbia County and people have been coming here to participate in that and the many other activities we have here. Well, and I think if, if people haven't seen them, the videos around the Serene 18 have been really pretty cool. Um, kind of talk about that a little bit. What kind of what started that? And I, I believe if I'm, if I'm, if my information is correct, you guys actually, or at least the marketing company won an award for that, uh, 
some of the work that you guys have done with Serene 18? That's correct. They were awarded a gold level um, Addy for their efforts with the Serene 18 video, but it's been phenomenal. I mean, this the paddle trail itself was a huge hit, and then one month after launching it, the video came out, and that really catapulted our marketing to a whole new level that we could have never um, ever <laughs> really thought would have happened. Um, and so the video itself, it's just comic gold. I mean, it's funny, but it's informative, and it just it's one of those things that you want to watch it through the end, and you want more when it's over. Um, and so we've heard that a lot, and we are um, getting ready to launch our second video in the next few weeks, and I um, can promise that it is very entertaining, and people will not want to miss it. Shelly, tell our listeners where they can find information about Serene 18, both where, where they can put in can they get kayak rentals at some of these locations and things like that? Absolutely. So that's what's so great about Serene 18 is that it's absolutely user and visitor friendly. Um, do go to our website, serene18.com, for all of this information. But you can rent kayaks at each of the locations. There are vendors on site. If you're a newbie to kayaking and you're not comfortable going out on your own, all of the vendors offer guided tours. And so you can go with a guide so that you have a little bit more confidence. But I will say that each and every one of these trails are user friendly. They are very beginner friendly, um, great for kids, great for pets, you name it. So it's a, it is serene. It is not not uh, whitewater by any means. It's definitely something that anyone can participate in. That's fantastic. I'm so glad we have something like this in our community. And every time that Columbia County or Evans is get is given an award, you know, Evans being the number one place to live in America, right? That's they right. always reference our outdoor activities. I mean, every time there's a newspaper, you know, article or a magazine article written, they talk about all of our trails and the water and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's just fantastic. I'm so glad we're utilizing this in a way that is that is, is so well done yeah and you know and kind of going back to some of the things about you know attracting people here too we talked a little bit about it you know you guys do a variety of things but you know, we just recently had some you know collegiate level ho uh, soccer tournaments here locally tell us a little bit about like the economic impact and, and really understanding you know how many people came into town and and what all went into that planning and how what does that do for the community? Um, so yes, that's correct. We actually hosted the NAIA men's soccer uh, back in May. And then just several weeks after that, we hosted the NJCAA women's soccer division one and division two. So we had lots of athletes in our community during the month of May and the first part of June. Uh, a little backstory on that. We actually of course, attract these events, but a way we do that is through the Masters Red Carpet Showcase. And so in April of 2018, we hosted both the NAIA and the NJCAA, just to give you a timeline of how that relationship began many years ago, but we actually weren't able to see the fruits of our labor until this year. Um, now, it was an odd situation because a lot of this was supposed to take place in 2020 and was pushed to 2021, but um, it's not really an instant gratification with those types of um, of events when we host fam tours and site visits it takes many years to actually see the event come but when we do it's really exciting and very rewarding um, but those events alone the men's event generated um, over half a million dollars in economic impact we had um, 10 teams in our community for well over a week um, with the women's event we are still wrapping up our final numbers for that but it's going to be closer to a million dollars in economic impact um, for that event itself. So it's significant for our community because, you know, oftentimes people think when they think of tourism here, they just think about Masters Week. Um, and that's really 
not even the whole story. We do have people in town the other 51 weeks out of the year. Um, and so it's, it's phenomenal because they do come to our community. Not only do they stay in our hotels, but they have to eat somewhere. They have to buy gas. They have to rent cars. They go shopping. Uh, we had several teams that went kayaking and participated in the Serene 18. Um, and so they're out and about in our community and they're spending money and they're leaving it here. Um, and then they go back home. So they're not taxing our infrastructure. They are the only type of person that comes to this community and they are what we tag as temporary taxpayers. They spend that money and then they get out of town. So it's a huge impact for Columbia County. The story of the red carpet tour, you know, the masters being a part of our community is not just about golf in the one week a year. And the, the spinoff that we get and the story that you just told about, you know, how this collegiate uh, you know, tournaments came to be, I mean, it's pretty incredible. And I bet for that story, there's another 50 stories just, just like it and companies that end up coming here because of, of that event. So it's pretty, pretty special. Russell, you haven't had a chance to go to that yet, but not uh, yet, but uh, I'm sure your time is coming. Um, so what set us apart? We talk about collegiate the soccer. What sets us apart in the kind of collegiate soccer industry, like tournament wise, why do they choose Columbia County? This isn't the first time we've host, hosted collegiate soccer. It won't be the last. Uh, what sets us apart? Why, why do, we, do we, is it infrastructure? Is it the availability of hotels and restaurants? Is it close to I-20? What, what, what is it that they look for? I think there's a lot of factors that go into selecting Columbia County for a tournament like this. And one is that we have amazing facilities. Blanchard Woods Park was built for championship events and they've done a phenomenal job keeping that park in tip top shape. So kudos to our parks and rec folks for um, all the hard work that goes into keeping those parks in good shape. Um, and also I think we're really open to making events work. When you come to a community like Columbia County, your event is very special to us. And we're gonna go above and beyond to make sure that we roll out that red carpet and that you feel welcome. Um, not to say that that doesn't happen in other communities, but in larger communities, you're one of hundreds of events that take place in that community. And you don't have that one-on-one -on -one relationship and connection that we offer to folks who are bringing events here. So I think the relationship, obviously when they do come in for the masters, we, we form a very close relationship with these event owners because a lot of times we're allowing them to check off a bucket list item. And so um, they have fond memories of being here. And so we really rise to the top when they are looking for a destination. Um, and as you said, great proximity. I mean, we are two hours from Atlanta, one hour from Columbia. Um, and we just, we have a lot here to offer people. Now you've talked about, you know, bringing people in master's week and, and kind of courting them to let's, let's take a step back. Something happened and changed this year around rentals, short-term rentals specifically. Um, and there's, I think, a little bit of confusion about what this new um, tax uh, is is on short-term rentals. If you if you have a, a moment to really clear that up for us, sure. So House Bill 317 actually passed this year um, and is going into effect today, actually July 1st. Um, and so what that does is it redefines the definition of innkeeper. And so the way that the state law was written in the past, there was some gray area as if it, if it included Airbnbs and home rentals. And so um, our state legislator went back and they really clarified that so that it now is very specific to include those third party rentals. So anyone that is booking a home for the purpose of lodging um, 
will be responsible for the same taxes that any other lodging entity would be. So what that means is that when someone rents an Airbnb or a VRBO in our community starting July 1st, they will then be taxed the lodging tax for Columbia County, which is 5%, obviously sales tax, which they're already collecting, and then a $5 fee per night. And so that fee will then be, and those taxes will be collected by the third party. So Airbnb will actually tack that on at the end. It'll be paid by the visitor, and then it will be remitted back to the proper party. So the $5 fee will go back to the state as well as the sales tax and the lodging tax would go back directly to Columbia County. Um, so I think there is a little bit of uh, miscommunication there, or um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm gonna have to pay that as a homeowner, and that's absolutely not true. Um, when they book the lodging, they will pay, the visitor will pay that at the end, and it will be remitted. So you as a homeowner have no responsibility if you're going through a third party such as that, because the third party, the responsibility falls solely on them. And that's an important distinction, because there was a lot of confusion at the beginning about, you know, the VRBO and the, you know, the kind of short-term home rentals, and, and those of in the community that rent for masters, like how would that impact us, and oh my gosh, am I going to have to pay all these taxes? So it's good to know kind of exactly how, how that's going to be. Now, um, you know, when you talk about short-term rentals, I auto automatically think about vacation destinations, right? So, Absolutely. you know, when you're going to the beach or you're going to the mountains, I'm going to go rent a, a, you know, beachfront condo. And if you've looked at hotel prices these days, nobody wants to, to pay those prices. So sometimes you can get a better deal with VR, VRBO, but, um, you know, VRBO and the Airbnb industry, I mean, that, that is a big deal here. There's a lot of of that happening that we don't always know about. So I'm sure that that 5% tax that'll be uh, remitted locally is a big deal. T tell us about you know, exactly what that would mean for this county. There's really been no tracking mechanism prior to this because there was, there was no one collecting on it. So we have no true idea of what the number could have been. We did recently purchase some research that gives us some projections of what those numbers could be based on what was booked through Airbnb or VRBO um, in Columbia County alone. And those numbers are mind-blowing, to be completely honest. People are staying in our community in these homes well outside of just Masters Week. We have um, several thousand homes that are out there on the marketplace, um, and the occupancy for those are well into the 30, 40% on just any average Wednesday. So uh, we'll have a better idea of what that number is going to look like once we actually start to see it roll in. But the projections that we have received from the research, if they're accurate, um, could certainly take um, that hotel motel lodging fund to, to a, a new level. Does the, if you talk about the renters that are coming in, your research, does it show kind of where they come from or how long they stay? I mean, do, do we know anything about you know, all these folks that are renting short term, is it is it passed through or corporate or what is it? It's a good mix. And so actually we don't receive that specific information because of privacy policies. But a good way that we gauge that is you can go you can go on Airbnb or VRBO and you can look for properties within our community and you can read the reviews of people who have stayed in these homes. And they'll say, hey, we were here for work or we were here for a wedding. And that's really how we have gauged what people are in town for. And it's a variety of things, even if it's just a family gathering and they needed an extra place for people to stay. Um, but it's definitely a trend that 
we have been monitoring for many years and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'll say that we probably, about 60% of the people that come into our visitor center report that they're staying in a short-term rental as opposed to a hotel. And I think that was probably on the rise through COVID because people weren't really comfortable staying in a 100-room hotel. They felt a little more comfortable with the privacy of a private home. Um, but it's definitely something that um, is, a, is a new trend that we see sticking around for many years. That's tremendous, 60%. And that's, that's incredible. And I think, too, from the other, going back to kind of the start of this conversation a little bit in, in, in the tax, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about the transient is paying the tax and not the local. And, and if this bill had not passed, you know, we're seeing a shortfall in the area as far as taxes, which ultimately would have probably ended up on us, the locals that live here. So now somebody comes into the area, they're paying the taxes and, you know, we're collecting, you know, the, the homeowner is collecting on, on that, uh, that transaction. They're not paying the taxes, but we get all the benefits of the tax revenue coming into the area. That's correct. And that's how I explain it to people who have had questions. I say that, you know, obviously I am a citizen and a homeowner here and absolutely I want the visitor to pay that tax because 60% of that tax that's collected goes back to the County Community and Leisure Services Fund, which is parks, which is new recreation programs. So, heck yes, I want visitors to pay that because at the end of the day, if they aren't paying it, I am as a citizen. So it's saving us money in the long run. Um, and it's, it's just been a really big miscommunication. I think people are afraid that they're going to be on the hook for it, and that's absolutely not the case. Okay, can we move on from taxes? Sure. Something more fun, yeah. And that's movies. Movies. We'll talk about movies. So I mean, we've got um, a lot happening in our region, in particular around movies, right? Mel Gibson was in town not too long ago filming. There's been some cool stuff happening in the county. Go back as far as the Hunger Games we had filmed in the county portions of it. So, um, give us an update. Like, what's going on? Who's coming to town, Shelley? Who can I get an autograph <laughs> from? Uh, but what's going on? I mean, our area is kind of showing up on the map for, for filmmakers. Absolutely, and it really goes back to that same theme that we've been open for business um, when some other communities have not, so we've really reaped the benefit of that. When the Georgia tax credit um, was passed and became as popular as it is, a lot of films were moving to the Atlanta and Atlanta metro area. Um, and for many years, we, we were like, how do we get a piece of that? And so we, at that point, began marketing Columbia County, attending trade shows, putting out publications about the types of venues that we have, and even hosting people for Master's Week to come down and check it out. Um, and so we had started to see that slowly trickle out to other parts of the state. But I will say, prior to COVID and really when um, it, when everything really shut down, we saw a huge rise in people trying to look to get outside of the larger city. So it really stimulated that, um, that expansion of the film industry. And so we received a lot of requests and a lot of people have been in town scouting. And um, the film industry is... Um, a really fun sector of what we do, but I'll say it's also very last minute. A lot of times we don't know exactly um, who will be in town. It's very, very private, very quiet. All we know is that we're trying to help get a particular facility squared away for them. They won't always divulge that information. So while I wish I could tell you um, how many movie stars will be coming to town, I don't even know myself. So well, I, I'm with you because, you know, at our Maybon building in Evans, twice I've, 
uh, taking a, a filming group through the building for them to look, right? And so it's a production manager and a scouting manager, something like this. And, you know, I'm trying to get information. And, you know, what are you guys going to use it for? What do you need it for? How long do you need it for? You know, what office space do you need? Or the event space on the fourth floor and they won't tell me anything they don't and, and it's kind of like i don't know until i know and you know they, they might just show up one day and say our crew's here we need to use it and it's you know they're very very secretive and i'm not sure i love that <laughs> they are <laughs> and then movies even have code names so it's not even right. really the name of the movie when you see it on the big screen so it's really fun industry but it is very hush hush well and, and reagan you you mentioned it uh you know site selection is a big part of of what you guys do helping you know movie production companies find the right place if somebody has a place that they think it would be a great spot for a movie how do they how do they pitch that to you guys or share that with you absolutely so we often will do a call for location so if you have something really unique and oftentimes people think oh well it's not a mansion but if it, even if it's a shack there are a lot of film productions that need unique infrastructure and so we are always looking for new locations so we would encourage people to reach out to us you can go to film columbia county and get all of our contact info there is that something that you guys keep a list of you know kind of a production list so that whenever these production managers come and say this is what we're looking for you just have a catalog of locations and people and and stuff there's actually a database called Real Scout that we subscribe to through the Georgia Film Office, and so we can load those locations in so that if a scout is looking, they can really narrow it down and identify the locations that would work for their need. Yeah, that's got to be a fun job, right? Scout, a scout for movies. Just, just rolling around Rolling town. around, checking out cool stuff, and, you know, yeah. where would this, uh, you know, certain celebrity really, really shine? That'd be pretty awesome. I think it'd be fun. I'm going to kind of go... On your career path, you've you've been with the CVB. How long have you been with the CVB? Oh, my goodness. Well, I actually started with the CVB as an intern in 2008. So that's where I began my start, and then I um, became the associate director in 2010, um, and I stayed in that role until 2016 when I became the executive director. You've been there long enough. I know I've worked in the chamber industry nearly 20 years. We get some strange requests and some strange things go on. What's one of the coolest or strangest things that you've experienced in your time there? Uh, I'll start with the coolest. So obviously in our role, we get to host a lot of people. That's really what we um, what we do. We call ourselves like the cheerleaders for Columbia County. It's our job to go out there and to, to make sure people know how great this place is. But probably the coolest was when we were able to host Lady Antebella when they came home to dedicate their park. Um, we actually were able to line up having a photo taken of them on the cover of the Georgia State Travel Guide. So we got to spend several hours with them just hanging out, talking. Um, and I said that was probably one of the coolest moments, um, just getting to be a part of that. Um, being on the cover of the State Travel guide was huge exposure for us here in Columbia County and we were really grateful for um, them coming back home and participating in that. Um, Craziest thing I'll say we deal with a lot of different personalities in our line of work Um, and when we do host people for um, site visits sometimes they have some really needy requests and so we've had some uh, some rather strange ones but we um, always try to roll with it because you know that's our job as hospitality so we had a request once for a hotel room that had never had animals in it and had no feathers um, so just some really, really specific and odd requests, but things that we always try to accommodate. That's 
I'm sure there's a lot of interesting ones that you really can't share for that might out some people. So, oh. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I'm interested really too in, in the future of where we're going as a county. Some of the conversations we've had in particular with some of our county leaders like yourself, where do we go? Where are we going? And I'm, I'm interested in what you see the future of Columbia County's kind of convention and, and visitors and tourism industry. But what are some also some some big things that you want to come to this region? You know, we talked with Robbie Bennett, and he's he's going after companies like Amazon and companies like that. So when you talk to him and others, I mean, that's kind of their goal, right? So for you, is there an event or a style of event or some kind of a big convention that you're just like, man, this would be the, the great white whale? I'll say our biggest push right now through our board and through our product development committee is to really make the lake more visitor friendly. It's, we have an, a phenomenal asset in Clarks Hill Lake. I mean, it's the largest lake in the state of Georgia, 1,200 miles of shoreline. It's greater than the coast of California. We're talking about a massive lake in our backyard, um, and it's not it's not easy to access or to use unless you already have all of the things that you need in place. And so we've worked really hard over the last few years identifying ways to make the lake more user-friendly. And so we've done that by securing a partnership with the Georgia Glamping Company. They now offer lodging at Wildwood Park. Um, They have four sites now, but they will be expanding to six and potentially more because it's been wildly popular. They're completely sold out through the end of this year. Um, So it's It's just been a huge need for our community and for visitors. We've had people coming here to experience Wildwood and Clarks Hill Lake that have never even heard of Columbia County, Georgia, but they came because of glamping. So that's a small example of things that we're trying to do, but our product development committee is working really diligently to identify how we can make the lake Um, the center point, the focal point of outdoor activity. We do know we have nearly 40 miles of trails that surround the lake as well. And so we've hosted national events out there. Um, So the events are going to come because we have great facilities. We just need to make it more visitor friendly. And so that's really my biggest wish list item is to really see the lake developed more um, so that people can come and they can stay, they can rent a boat, they can pull their boat up and eat at a restaurant right there on the water. There's just so much opportunity at Clarks Hill Lake. I agree. So many communities that you go to that, you know, have a lake, have really easily accessible um, opportunities, you know, whether it be uh, campsites, restaurants, marinas, you know, family activities. You know, we, we go up to see family every year close to where I've got, uh, you know, some family's got a cabin. And so they've got easily accessible, um, you know, lake activities um, for the kids. They've got beaches and all kinds of stuff that's so easy to get to uh, with restaurants. And and you go up there, and I just wish that we were able to kind of tap into that. I know we've got some challenges with uh, availability of shoreline and the core and all this kind of stuff. But, man, if we could solve that riddle uh, and make it all so much more accessible, it would. So I, I think you've got two supporters in the room here that would love to see what you can accomplish. And, you know, I I hope our listeners uh, agree and want to jump in. So if someone wants to help you in your goal, uh, how would they do so? 
call me, email me, let me know. Any any support we can get in that endeavor, we would we would certainly take. And I think you know it's been done. There are several case studies of core lakes that have been able to pull this off. And so I don't, you know, a lot of times people think the core is so difficult to deal with, but in our experience, they have been really willing to partner and to work. So I don't I don't know that that's necessarily um, the holdup at this point. I believe a lot of it has to do with the water and the sewage that goes out that far. So there's a lot that would have to, to take place in order for us to really see um, a Lake Oconee type vibe here. But I, I think it's certainly something that we can do and that we should do, uh, not only for our citizens, but to attract more visitors to the community. So that's my big long-term wish. If I could, if I could look 10 years down the road and say, this is what I'd love to see. Like a hotel uh, and a convention center on the lake. With restaurants, with restaurants and, that, yeah. and a water park, you name oh, yeah. it. So all of those fun activities around this lake, because right now it's just, it's beautiful and it's phenomenal. You can rent kayaks, you can stay in glamping, but there's just so much more that we can do. Well, and I, I think too. I mean, since we moved here, we, I think first of all, your your comment about California coastline, you have more shoreline than than the California coastline. Coming from California, people, you know, think, you know, oh. I, I can drive from Southern California to Northern California, you know, up the coast or whatever in a day. Uh, uh-uh. no, <laughs> it takes it takes a full day or more to do that. But so to to put that into perspective, I mean, I think that's pretty amazing. But my wife and I, we've talked about it since we moved here. It's like you know, we don't have uh, good restaurants where you can just sit and sit over the the Savannah River or anything like that. Same goes with the lake. It's like we're lacking that that place where you can just go to hang out and just have beautiful uh, scenery right there. So yeah, anything we can do to support you in that effort, we're right there. <laughs> well, so this obviously is, uh, well, first of all, thank you for coming in. We do have one more question for you, but uh, we really do appreciate all you do in the community and, you know, everything you know you're talking about the chamber is is supportive of too and you know that you've got a friend and a a supporter here but uh we always kind of end our our podcast on on one kind of central question you know we're we're called the range of influence podcast we like to to get to know our guests and one way to know that is you know finding out who your influencer is outside of your family uh, who's kind of been the most influential person on you and your career Oh, gosh, that's really hard to say because there have been so many people that have impacted my life and my career. But I'd say just in general, um, women who have been really strong advocates of um, of mine in my early career, there were several that were just really good at pushing me and saying, like, you can do this and giving me the confidence that I needed, especially straight out of college, you you know, who knows what they're doing at that point? I certainly didn't, but they really instilled in me confidence and gave me opportunities and were let me put my ideas into um, into work. So I would say that you know so many of those that really just showed me that hard work and determination definitely pays off. Um, and ultimately, I mean, I'm a person of faith, so everything that I do in my life really centers around that. And so, um, you know. God, I have to say that that's certainly the biggest influence in my life is um, is Him and and the the Bible and the words that it tells us and how to live our lives. So that's certainly been a huge part of my life and how I've chose to to live it and how I've chose to be um, the leader that I am for my team. 
Well, you certainly are having a big influence on our community, and we thank you for that. You know, your impact in Columbia County is one that's probably not noticed or seen by a lot of people, right? So, I mean, we all kind of know what the CVB is, but to understand the impact that you and your team is having uh, that's not always celebrated in praise, and you're not the one that's always on the cover of every magazine or in the newspaper. So, you know, certainly from the chamber and all of us in the community, we want to just th thank you for all the leadership that you're providing and the influence that you are uh, are having on our community. It, it's really, um, I think we're going to we'll look back at the years that you were executive director of the CVB and probably call it, you know, very transformative in the way that you're helping the, the community move forward. And so you're doing a fantastic job. I'm so excited about what you've got going on. It's been pretty awesome talking to you about all the cool stuff. I want to take my kids out on Serene 18. We haven't done that yet, so I'm going to have to do that. And thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words. It really is an honor to promote and represent a community that is my home and that I love very much. So it's, it's an honor, and we really appreciate everything you all do to help support our initiatives. And so next time you see a cornhole tournament or the Bassmasters or anything out in our area, we're going to say thanks, Shelly. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming out, Shelly. You know, Reagan, I could sit and talk to Shelly about all the different things that they do uh, for a long time. I mean, her and I have a similar world in, in the uh, kind of uh, promoting the area. Um, and just kind of hearing some of her stories and, and bringing people in. It's really fun. No, I mean, I, she might have the most fun job of anybody in the county, especially in county government, you know, bringing in uh, all of these different groups, playing host to collegiate soccer events and so many other things. The Serene 18 thing that she referenced, I mean, I can't wait to get my family out there doing that. So, you know, she's certainly, uh, you know, a delight to talk to, but certainly a force to be reckoned with, I think, in the county is the things that she and her team are doing. For sure. And, and you know, we referenced it, uh, you know, the tax uh, on the short-term rentals. That's going to be a huge benefit to the county uh, in the long term. Yeah, I think a lot of folks were a bit concerned about what that might be, but it sounds like the way it's going to play out is going to be really beneficial and, and hopefully a great for our community going forward. So, can't wait to, to hear uh, more from Shelly in the future about what she's got going on. And for our listeners out there, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your podcast, or you can find them through the Columbia County Chamber's Facebook page. And one last shout out to our sponsor, Premier Networks. You can find them at AugustaITGuys.com. Again, that's AugustaITGuys.com.